0: Chapter six of travel stories retold from st Nicholas by various this LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter six Curious Clocks by Charles A. Brassler. Many of the German cities of the Middle Ages enjoyed great prosperity, which they liked to exhibit in the form of splendid churches and other public buildings, and each one tried to excel the others when therefore in the year 1352 Strasbourg was the first to erect a great cathedral clock which not only showed the hour to hundreds of observers but whose strokes proclaimed it far and near there was a rivalry among the rich cities as to which should set up within its walls the most beautiful specimen of this kind the citizens of nuremberg who were renowned all over the european world for their skill were particularly jealous of strasbourg's precedence over them in thirteen fifty six when the imperial council or reichstag held in nuremberg issued the golden Bull, an edict or so-called imperial constitution which promised to be of greatest importance to the welfare of the kingdom a locksmith whose name is unfortunately not recorded took this as his idea for the decoration of a clock which was set up in the frauenkirche in the year thirteen sixty one the emperor charles the fourth was represented seated upon a throne at the stroke of twelve the seven electors large moving figures passed and bowed before him to the sound of trumpets this work of art made a great sensation other european cities naturally desired to have similar sights and large public clocks were therefore erected in breslau in thirteen sixty eight in rouen in thirteen eighty nine in metz in thirteen ninety one in speyer in thirteen ninety five in augsburg in thirteen ninety eight in lubeck in fourteen o five in magdeburg in fourteen twenty five in padua in fourteen thirty in danzig in fourteen seventy in prague in fourteen ninety in venice in fourteen ninety five and in lyons in fifteen ninety eight not all of course were as artistic as that of nuremberg but no town now contented itself with a simple clockwork to tell the hours some had a stroke for the hours and some had chimes the one showed single characteristic moving figures while others were provided with great astronomical works showing the day of the week month and year the phases of the moon the course of the planets and the signs of the zodiac on the town clock of Compiegne, which was built in fourteen o five, three figures of soldiers or jacquemars so called in england they are called jacks struck the hour upon three bells under their feet and they are doing it still the great clock of dijon has a man and a woman sitting upon an iron framework which supports the bell upon which they strike the hours in seventeen fourteen the figure of a child was added to strike the quarters The most popular of the mechanical figures was the cock, flapping his wings and crowing. The clock on the Aschersleben Rathaus shows, besides the phases of the moon, two pugnacious goats which butt each other at each stroke of the hour. Also the wretched Tantalus, who at each stroke opens his mouth and tries to seize a golden apple which floats down, but in the same moment it is carried away again the rathaus clock in jena is also a representation of tantalus opening his mouth as in eischersleben but here the apple is not present and the convulsive efforts of the figure to open the jaws wide become ludicrous one of the first clocks with which important astronomical works were connected is that of the marienkirche in lubeck now restored below at the height of a man's head is the plate which shows the date of the week month etc these calculations are so reliable that the extra day of leap year is pushed in automatically every four years the plate is more than three meters in diameter above it is the dial almost as large the numbers from one to twelve are repeated so that the hour hand goes around the dial only once in twenty-four hours in the wide space between the axis which carries the hand and the band where the hours are marked the fixed stars and the course of the planets are represented the heavens are here shown as they appear to an observer in Lübeck. in the old works the movement of the planets was given incorrectly for they all were shown as completing a revolution around the sun in three hundred and sixty days of course this is absurd Mercury, for example, revolves once around the Sun in 88 days, while Saturn requires 29 years and 166 days for one revolution. When this astronomical clock was repaired some years ago, a very complicated system of wheels had to be devised to reproduce accurately the great difference in the movement of the planets. The work consumed two years there are a great number of moving figures on the Lübeck clock but they are not of the most conspicuous interest in spite of this however they excite more wonder among the crowds of tourists who are always present when the clock strikes twelve than the really remarkable and admirable astronomical and calendar works The Strasbourg clock has, more than all the others, an actually worldwide fame, and no traveller who visits the beautiful old city fails to see the curious and interesting spectacle which it offers daily at noontime. To quote from one such visitor, Long before the clock strikes twelve, a crowd has assembled in the high-arched portico of the stately cathedral to be sure of not missing the right moment men and women of both high and low degree strangers and townspeople alike await in suspense the arrival of the twelfth hour the moment approaches and there is breathless silence an angel lifts a sceptre and strikes four times upon a bell another turns over an hour-glass which he holds in the hand A story higher, an old man is seen to issue from a space decorated in Gothic style. He strikes four times with his crutch upon a bell, and disappears at the other side, while the figure of death lets the bone in its hand fall slowly and solemnly twelve times upon the hour bell. In still another story of the clock, the Saviour sits enthroned, bearing in the left hand a banner of victory, the right hand raised in benediction, as soon as the last stroke of the hour has died away the apostles appear from an opening at the right hand of the master one by one they turn and bow before him departing at the other side christ lifts his hand in blessing to each apostle in turn and when the last has disappeared he blesses the assembled multitude a cock on a side tower flaps his wings and crows three times a murmur passes through the crowd, and it disperses, filled with wonder and admiration at the spectacle it has witnessed. In 1574, the Strasbourg astronomical clock replaced the older one. It was mainly the work of Dasipodius, a famous mathematician, and it ran until 1789. Later, the celebrated clockmaker Johann Baptist Chekvui, born December 18, 1772, determined to repair it after endless negotiations with the church authorities he obtained the contract and october second eighteen forty two the clock as made over was solemnly reconsecrated in very recent days the clock of the city hall in ormutz also renovated has become a rival to that of the Strasbourg cathedral in the year fifteen sixty it was described by a traveller as a true marvel together with the Strasbourg clock and that of the Marienkirche in Danzig, But as the years passed, it was almost inconceivably neglected, and everything movable and portable about it was carried off. Now, after repairs which have been almost the same as constructing it anew, it works almost faultlessly. In the lower part of the clock is the calendar, with the day of the year, month, and week, and the phases of the moon, together with the astronomical plate a story higher a large number of figures move around a group of angels and here is also a good portrait of the empress maria Theresa. still higher is an arrangement of symbolical figures and decorations which worthily crowns the whole a youth and a man above at the left announce the hours and quarters by blows of a hammer the other figures go through their motions at noon-day scarcely have the blows of the man's hammer ceased to sound when a shepherd boy in another wing of the clock begins to play a tune he has 6 different pieces which can be alternated as soon as he has finished the chimes 16 bells begin and the figures of st george of rudolph of hapsburg with the priest and of adam and eve appear in the left center When they have disappeared, the chimes ring their second melody, and the figures of the right center appear, the three kings of the East, before the enthroned Virgin, and the Holy Family on the flight into Egypt. When the bells ring for the third time, all the figures show themselves once more. Clocks operated by electricity are, of course, the product of recent times. England's largest electric clock was, as our illustration shows, recently christened in a novel manner. The makers, Messrs. Gent and Company of Leicester, entertained about seventy persons at luncheon on this occasion, using one of the four mammoth dials as a dining table—a time table, as the guest facetiously styled it. The clock was installed, 220 feet above the ground, in the tower of the Royal Liverpool Society's new building in Liverpool. Each of the four dials, which weigh 15 tons together, measure 25 feet in diameter, with a minute hand 14 feet long. The hands are actuated electrically by a master clock connected with the Greenwich Observatory. After dark, they are illuminated by electricity and are visible at a great distance. Still larger are the dials of the great electric clock situated three hundred and forty six feet high in the tower of the Metropolitan Life Building on Madison Square, New York City. They measure twenty six and one-half feet in diameter. The minute hand is seventeen feet from end to end and twelve feet from center to point, while the hour hand measures thirteen feet four inches in all and eight feet four inches from the center of the dial outward these immense hands are of iron framework sheathed in copper and weigh a thousand and seven hundred pounds respectively the big clock and the ninety-nine other clocks in the building are regulated from a master clock in the directors room on the second floor which sends out minute impulses and is adjusted to run within five seconds per month at night the dial hands and numerals are beautifully illuminated of which we present a picture the enlarged minute hand showing the length of exposure the time is also flashed all night in a novel manner from the great gilded lantern at the apex of the tower six hundred and ninety-six feet above the pavement the quarter hours are announced from each of the four faces of the lantern by a single red light the halves by two red flashes the three-quarters by three flashes on the hour the white arc lights are extinguished temporarily and white flashes show the number of the hour this takes the place of the bells operated in the daytime they are in four tones g fifteen hundred pounds f two thousand pounds e flat three thousand pounds and B flat, seven thousand pounds, and each quarter hour ring out the Westminster chimes in successive bars. These are the highest chimes in the world, being situated on the forty second floor, six hundred and fifteen feet above the street level, and they attract much attention from visitors. End chapter six.